Welcome, everybody, to Divorce Devil episode four. I have my good friend, Melanie. Say hi, Melanie. Hello. Hello. It's so much fun. It's so great to have you here today. Well, thanks Such for a special me. treat. So we're going to talk about a couple of divorce, divorce things, and uh, we'll have Melanie introduce herself, and we'll go from there. So take it away. Hi there. I'm Melanie, and I've known David for probably about 20 years now, and we kind Dang. of went through divorce at the different times of our life, but we were there for each other. So we're going to kind of talk about our, some of our experiences and our thoughts and input regarding this kind of tough and difficult situation, but, you know, sometimes we overcome it and prevail. We do survive. Heck yeah. Yeah. Survive. So a little bit of history of your divorce. Well, I've been divorced for 13 the years. Oh, yeah. I've been divorced for 13 years. You know, it's, um, it was a very tough situation. It wasn't something I wanted, but it was probably what was best for me and my children at the time. And your kids are how old? Well, they're now like 16 and 21. Dang. But they were young. They were probably three and seven when I got divorced. And I think we talked about this before, that having kids younger sometimes is better than having them older. Because my kids were like in high school, and they knew what was going on. Where when they're young, young, they, they don't know what's going on, and that's their reality, and that's all they're used to. Right, yeah. So. Like, like my 16-year-old, she doesn't even know what it like it was like to have a father in the house full-time. And, um, you know, my seven, or the... The older one does have a lot of those memories, you know, that the younger one never was able to experience. So a little bit of a disconnect there. Yeah, absolutely. Divorce and the holidays. What do you think about that? <sighs> Especially early on in the holidays. I think it's very lonely, a very lonesome time. It's just like a, something is missing, you know. I remember right after I got divorced, it was just December 1st, and, you know, it was Christmas is upon us, and... I ended up taking my kids and going to Las Vegas, you know, something completely different than, you know, what I would have normally done, you know, with the family and the Christmas presents and everything. And that was kind of just a, something I've never done again, but you know, it's so just something different. Exactly. Yeah. Something you had to do just to get through it. Right. What about you? What'd you do? What? Um, you know, I, during the beginning of the divorce, we were doing that week on week off stuff with the parenting. And we were sharing week on week off, depending on where the holiday fell. And sometimes I had them, sometimes I didn't. But it was tough when I didn't have them. You know, even though it wasn't holidays, but even in any regular week, that the week I didn't have them was a tough week. And if I didn't have them on a holiday week, then it was even tougher. Right. But, you know, we tried to share, um, you know, one, one of us would have them Thanksgiving, one of us would have them Christmas, things like that. But... Man, it was tough, you know, not not being around the kids that often. Mm -hmm. it, it was really tough. Right. So. So let's talk about this Facebook thing that we talked about earlier. <laughs> this is interesting. So I was reading an article today online, of course, because the Internet never lies. It's Absolutely, totally yeah. true <laughs> that Facebook causes 20 percent of divorces. I can believe it. Wow. Yeah. Social media. Is the devil. Oh, sure. I'm glad I didn't have that around when I was going through my divorce. And, you know, so many people put things out there that really shouldn't be put out there. And they kind of, you know, 
express their whole every t feeling there is and or they glorify it yeah exactly yeah. you know and then i think it's really funny when you know people say oh i'm getting divorced we're getting divorced and the next thing you know i mean it's a good thing that they you get reconnected and you know they um, salvage their marriage but you know it's just yeah people just just express too much out there and get connected with old flames and you know, it causes a lot of problems well you know it's also that crab in a barrel thing you know if your thing is going all right then somebody comes along and say hey you're too happy let me pull you down a little bit right don't yeah. don't be too happy right man and then they talk about divorce parties divorce greeting cards it's almost like they glorify divorce you know but divorce is a death oh yeah you know, you you went through divorce recovery done at First Pres, and right. I went through it, and it really helped me. And now I'm a professional facilitator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that even sounds good, huh? Doesn't it? It yeah. does. Yeah. yeah. And divorce recovery offered. Um, I don't know if they still do it now for the kids. And um, uh, they do have a program. Yeah, they they still do. That was yeah. really great for my my daughter when she was seven, and um, she came out of the her session and said mom guess what i'm like what she goes that divorce wasn't my fault wow and i'm like did you think it was your fault she goes well i thought it did something wrong you know for you and dad yeah. not to get along and to fight and and you know i was, was like you know i was just so surprised that she felt that way and i was really you know it's great to see that she got something out of it you know so you know, they really helped a lot. They did a lot of great workshops for the kids. They do a good everything. job. Yeah, they you do. You know, I had a lot of anger, if you can believe that, since I'm such a nice guy. But I had a lot of anger, and and they were able to redirect that anger and make me teach class. Yeah. <laughs> at, at the same time. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the way of healing, too, is, you know, dealing with those. Oh, and, yeah your feelings and your, you know, what you're going through and everything. So, yes. And you're knowing that you're not going through it alone. There's other people oh, out yeah. there and your story, you, you, no matter how bad it is, man, there's somebody out there with a the worse. I've heard some stories that, that blew my mind. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They kicked me back. It's like, man, what are you complaining about? Exactly. That, that lady is, you know, there was a guy there once he was going through divorce. He probably, they had five kids. And he had custody of all five kids. Oh, wow. She just left. Boom. Gone. So, yeah. So, I've, I've heard and seen some very awesome stories where people even recover, even from that. So, you know, it's almost like it puts your stuff in perspective where you shouldn't bitch about that much. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it's like woe is me. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. I don't have it so bad. Yeah, I see. think sometimes people are just really not meant to have that picket fence that we've talked about before. The you picket know, fence. The picket fence, yeah. I mean, were they really meant to be married? Were they really, you know, are they? do they have that personality to be married and to have kids and everything like that? Because it's it's a lot of work. I mean, marriage takes a lot of work. Every single day you got to really work on it. Well, it's also about that, that picker thing, that broken picker. You know, a lot of us have broken pickers. Right. P-I-C-K-E-R for people out there. But, yeah, the picker is, is broken. Right. Well, do you think it always can be repaired? I think there's an element of luck. Huge element of luck. You know, you know and, and it's one of those things, too, where relationships, even long-term relationships, not just marriage, if one person gives up, it's over. Right. You know, the other person can crawl 
scream, yell, go to counseling, and the, and and if other person say, "Hey, I'm done," it's over. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, the white picket fence is still out there. But I applaud people that are that stay married, that stay happily married, and and I always ask them. I said, "What's the key to staying married?" And you know, I've heard things from like never go to bed mad, um, uh, always make up make up sex. I've heard all sorts of things, but but they always become best friends. And, oh, yeah. And they grow together even while they're having kids because a lot of marriages break up after kids are gone because they have nothing in common. Right. All they do is kids, 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 and all of a sudden, boop, kids are gone. Nothing in common. That's true. And another thing is, is those, like if you have like something centered in your life whether it be you know god or a religion or something like that but you know couples that you know pray together stay together and you know many people that are you know into religion or to churches and everything like that their marriages tend to be stronger because they grow in that faith together so there's yep. something bigger than them bigger than their marriage something else in common that's you know the center of their marriage other than their kids exactly yeah even though kids are important don't want to downplay kids. Right. Little sons of the guns. <laughs> Get on my nerves. They could twist you here and there and oh, everywhere. <laughs> and, and, and they always listen because we're the parents. They always listen oh, to no. us. Oh, But yeah, we don't know anything. A, yeah, we don't know anything. No. Yeah. Because we were born 55 and dumb. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how I made it this far without uh, my kids. You know, luck, luck for me. Yeah. You know, talk to my kids, and it was very lucky. You know, Dave is out there listening right now. He's probably walking home from the from the uh, train station in Brooklyn. So shout out to David because your daddy knows everything. <laughs> um, silver divorce, rising divorce in women over 60. Wow. I read about that too. You know, uh Guys get done, you know, they go for something younger, you know. It's almost like a lease trade-in, you know. The lease runs out and, you know, I want to get a new car. I want to get something younger or, or, or whatever. But why? After all that work and energy, you waxed it and vacuumed it. You know how to, you know, that change the oil. You go get another car and, and, and you take, take that chance. Right. That's crazy. Well, then, then look at the interesting statistic, at, you know, for, you know that we were just looking at earlier. You know, first marriage is 50%. Second marriage is 67%, you know. <laughs> so, you know, when, you know, he trades in his wife for a younger model, you know, that's a very high rate and that they're not going to make it, you know. But, you but know. But he's willing to take that chance. You know, it's kind of, yeah. let's make a deal. Yeah. So what do, you, what do you think of, you know, you know, the, was it, the younger woman, would you date someone 20 years or marry oh, someone? Oh, no. Really? Nothing in common. You have nothing in common. Really? Yeah. We talk about the debate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Can't yeah. you spell debate? <laughs> <laughs> See, I have seen it work. It worked with my parents. They were 20 years difference. Well, there, there are those times but, where, like, it does work. But, but, you know, that was a different generation, yeah. too. You know, that was, you know, now, the you 60s, know, with, you know. With, um, with social media and everything else, there's such a big generational gap between 20 years. Huge. Someone 30 and someone, someone 35 and 55, there's a huge gap right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Someone true. 45 and 55, not so much. But 20 years, there's so many different things going on. Right. Yeah, yeah. 
advantage to having the bed to yourself. That's one of your big things. I love it. Explain that one. Well, you know, it's just like, I think I, I just like be able to have my space, you know, you know, be able to roll over and, you know, not have to worry about, you know, kicking someone else if I'm too hot or if I'm too cold, you know, I can, you know, make it comfortable for me, you know, and, and a lot of marriages nowadays, I mean, they do have separate, you get to the point where they have their separate bedrooms because they like their own space. They like their own bed, you know. And, and they like, like father knows best or leave it to beaver. Yeah. Yeah. Separate okay. beds. Yes. Yes. I don't know. I would love to have someone in the bed to kick or to snore or someone to punch me or, 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 or whatever. But I do understand about being selfish. You know, as we get older, we get more selfish, especially if you're divorced, separated or, or widowed, you know, you, you know, those people tend to be more selfish. Oh, yeah. And and that's okay. That's that's just part of the process, I think. I just don't think I was ever comfortable afterwards because, all right, if I have someone else in the bed with me, okay, now if I move, I'm going to bother that person. And, you know, it's just like if my, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, can you just settle down? I'm like, I don't know if I'm in the bed by myself. If I move around, it's not going to bother anybody. No one's going to complain. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? I don't have to worry about that complaint. What about, well, uh, I don't think you had this in your divorce, you know, when the people separate, you know, people, people have this little notion that the man has to leave the house all the time. I think that's bunk. That's such crap. Because when I got started my divorce, I stayed downstairs in the home theater for six months and then she finally moved out because she couldn't take me in the house anymore. But I tried to be respectable and all that good stuff, but I wasn't leaving the house. There's no rules that says the man has to leave. The man's got to go. Mm-mm. Well, I think it's because of the kids. The mother is the nurturer, so she still takes care of the kids. So you're going to, you know, move, you know, make her move out of the house and you stay home and take care of the kids. You want to move the kids? Why can't you just both stay there? Oh, there we go. <laughs> I'm the one that didn't turn off my phone. Oh my God, I can see that you know where where you don't want to upset the kids. Why can't you just stay, man? Everybody get along, you know. You know nobody's getting their butt kicked. No one's getting slapped around. Say hey, so there. Well, why you're getting divorced for a reason? So, so I'm staying. Why? Because I want to see my kids get up every morning. So you want to see your kids, but what about you know the the bad feelings and the the bad blood between you and the ex? And, and and that's just the way I felt. That's that's exactly what I felt. And I stayed there. I saw my kids every morning, every night. Kiss them in the morning, kiss them at night, because I'm I'm all about the kids. And you, you know, it wasn't the best situation. You know, it wasn't the best situation for me. But I wasn't going anywhere. You told me that you need to move in with your friend Bill. I ain't moving in, my friend Bill. Well, we we stayed together when I got divorced. Um, I divorced him. He did not divorce me. For how long? Uh, you guys stay together. Um, for like nine months, but it got to the point where, you know, he was making some choices that weren't very safe for me and my kids. So I had to really push him out because yep. I couldn't live in that situation. And oh yeah. I, when it's, I, when it's, I was in fear for my life. Yeah. When it's uh, detrimental to the people that are living there. Yeah. Someone's got to go. Yeah. But then when they go, then there's, 
also the financial means because now you're talking about two households. I know people that get divorced and still live together because of finances. Right. It happens all the time. Yeah. They can't afford to live separate. Sometimes they can't afford to get divorced. Well, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. so they just stay in the same household. Uh, a friend of mine's got a friend out in California. He and his wife have been divorced probably 30 years, and they're still in the same house. Oh, yeah. Same house together. Different floors, same house. Well, that's, you know, if they can still make it work. And as friends, I mean, you know, that. I mean, I think after years of my divorce and everything like that, I did come around and became friends with my ex. Um, you know, we still, you know, talked weekly about my kids because he did move, you know, out of state. But, you know, we were we were friends. But it took a lot of healing, you know, yeah. and forgiveness. I think that's one of the things is whatever happens, you have to, you know, have a forgiving heart to forgive them to to try to heal and move on. Or else it eats you up inside. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's people out there can be friends. There's people out there can be friends via text and email. And yeah. Just, yeah. There's there's different levels of friendship. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Are you friends with your ex? I'm sorry, what? Are you friends with your ex? Uh, we communicate. Yeah. Yes. 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 But you wouldn't say you're a friend. No, I'm going to have to say no. Okay. But I have to be truthful on my podcast and say no. And and this is just one of those things. You know, it'd be nice to be friends, but it's just, it's not in the cards. Right. It's just one of those things. That's a good question. Put me on the spot on my own podcast. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Last time you come over here and get on my mic. All right. I, so God, you're out. It was nice knowing you folks. <laughs> Thanks. Have a nice day. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> maybe, maybe you see the forest for the trees, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know. Sometimes you got to be able to see that big picture, and the big picture is that everybody's got to get along. You That's know, true. Uh, you know, kids go to kids have weddings. There's grandkids, and you know, everybody's got to get along. That's true. So, like I said, though, going to the horse recovery really helped me. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh really helped me helped me a whole lot so let's talk about disadvantages of being a, a single divorced woman uh, well i think a lot of the things is you know having to do and learn things that the man would normally do i mean it's like sinus stereotypical but you know changing light bulbs or changing light fixtures or having the you know the strength to to move furniture and you know those things um Sometimes feeling like you're being taken advantage of, you know, when it comes to car repairs and, you know, those things, types of things. And, you know, changing oil that the husband would normally do, sometimes would do, that, you know, the women, you know, just doesn't. But you learned all these years. Yeah. I, learned, oh, yeah. You know, I've learned and I've taught my daughters to, to you yeah. know, be dependent on themselves instead of a man, you know, if they want to have you know when it comes to finances or whatever you know it's just like you can go out and make the money yourself you don't have to have you know a man you know take be, care be of you dependent on a man exactly yep. exactly that way yes. if it goes south you still got something to, to fall back on right yeah exactly mm. and it's like i think with my youngest daughter she's like you know she's 
you know, 16 and doesn't even want to have like the desire to be in a relationship or have a boyfriend or anything, because I just think she just wants to be who she is until she's ready to, you know, find the right person. You know? And that's a good thing. Yeah. There's, there's no hurry. You know, there's a lot of young girls that get in those relationships, 14, 15, fall in love. This is the guy I'm going to marry. The odds are that ain't the guy you're going to marry. Oh, no, exactly. Not even close. Oh, yeah. Raising teenagers is not easy, especially as, you know, as a divorced parent, because... Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah there's so much I think much I told trauma. you, I was very fortunate. You know, my daughter was heavily involved in soccer, so that kept her really busy until just just about a year ago. You know, she went to school, got a uh, soccer scholarship, and she was busy with that, and now she has time to do that other stuff. But, man, you know, because I hear the drama factor in teens and... and um, uh, middle school is just unbelievable. Oh yeah, I missed all that. I was very fortunate. Yes, you're very. I lucky. think I would kill somebody. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, Daddy, she looked at me wrong. Where, where is she? I'm going to kill her. She must die now. <laughs> yeah, that's my baby. Yeah, exactly. Oh uh, yeah, you have to learn to be dependent on on yourself and nobody else. That's true. Even even as a divorced man. You, you have to learn to, you know, to do things that, you know, that your wife used to do, like clean the house, dishes, um, uh, laundry, all that stuff, mending, uh, sewing, you know, all the stuff you took for granted. So that, that kind of works both ways, male, male and female. Right. So. So what do you miss about being married? Uh, the ability to come home and tell somebody about your day. Oh, absolutely. You know, that was that was huge. Um, coming home to cook meals sometimes, every yeah. now and then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not, to, not to specify anything, but every now and then coming home to a cook meal. Right. Um, uh, just a friendship, you know. Oh, yeah. Two, two people headed down the same path. That right. was That was cool. Right. But once those two people don't go down the same path, that's that's where it gets ugly, I think. Oh yeah. 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 Once once one person gets off that train and the other person go down goes down that path by themselves, it's like dang. Right. And then it just just becomes bumpy and and but uh, but some people stick that out though. Some people stick that out forever. Yeah. And they never do the trigger divorce or anything like that. Um, you know, back in the old days, people stuck it out because divorce wasn't wasn't really in the cards. But now. We're a um, gratification society, you know, me, 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 more, 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 now, 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 where people pull that trigger, boom, like that, oh, divorce, yeah. boom. And some people have been divorced four or five times already. Yes. Some people date, other people get divorced. Right. And I think sometimes when you think you're getting a divorce, you know, it's like, okay, the grass is going to be greener on the other side. Oh, the grass is greener. Oh, I oh, like that I one. Guess what? Oh, it's not. It's like, it's, yeah. it's AstroTurf. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, oh, you know, you thought, yeah, this person I'm kind of, you know, is going to be great. And, you know, when you get divorced and, you know, or a different situation, I'm going to be on my own. And, you know, it's like, oh man, it's not. Or the man or woman ends up with the person that they had the affair with. It's like, okay, how can you trust that person? They exactly. had an affair on their wife or husband. That's the 60s, you know, yeah. How do you, I, I don't understand that. Well, yeah, because the trust is gone. Yeah. You know, if you, you've got to have, 
you know, one of the things at the basis of a good marriage, I always believe would be trust and honesty. Yep. You know, if can you trust this person, you know, to even if they're on social media, if they're on social media, you know, share your, you know, your account with it, you know, yep. or, you know, be honest with them, you know, and fellas, give your girlfriend, wives, your password. There you go. In the story. Yeah. <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, it won't happen. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, it won't happen. But... Oh, man. But, you know, also it's like you can see secretive. Okay, what is he? Who's he texting? Why is he texting? Yeah, you know? why is his phone locked? Yeah, exactly. You know, what's Sorry, he guys. Oh, he, what, what, he or she? Why well, is her she phone locked? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's very true. Mm. Trust. Huge. Well, we're going to cut this short. Uh, thanks for coming out, Melanie. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It just, we'll have to do this again. And... Oh, well, so I'm going to invite it back again. Yes, yes, unfortunately, yes. We're going to have you back. And... It's like I put you on the spot. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'll tell you like it is. Big, big spot to you, folks. <laughs> Let's not even talk about that. Well, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to Divorce Double. And maybe we'll have Melanie on uh, Raising Kings talk about kids. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, that's one of her favorite subjects. It is. All right, folks. Good night. <laughs>